Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. And welcome back to my favorite uh, anarchy show where I try to thwart Tim's authority and then people in the chat get very nervous about it. Uh, it's uh, the after show here on IRL, or as I like to call it, Brimcast, because Tim's eating snacks. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we got these uh, oven roasted dark chocolate almonds and they're amazing. I highly recommend them to everybody. Also this, Biltong. Yeah. Get it. See, it's snack hour here. You guys wonder in that 10 minutes, what do, what do we do? What do we talk about? No, mostly we just have some Everyone snacks to get ready. Mm. Brooklyn Everyone goes to the bathroom but me. It's because you have yeah. a stronger bladder than all of us, I, I guess. I force myself. Uh, okay, so should we jump into this story? Hit it. It's from this amazing news site called Timcast News. Loudoun County student walks out of class to protest policy allowing boys in, to use girls' locker rooms and restrooms. The policy also allows biological boys and men to play on girls' sports teams. Okay, I saw a video, and it's this, this trans woman constantly being misgendered, filming themselves. I'm just, I'm being polite. And then the waiter is like, uh, here you are, sir. And they go, it, it's not sir, it's it's ma'am. Oh. I've already told you my pronouns. I've seen this before. And the, and, and the, and the, the trans person's like, I called in advance and told you. And then the trans person says, every time I misgender, it's like a stab in the heart because it's basically saying that all this isn't working. And I'm like, yes, yes it's you not. are a man with tits. I'm sorry, like I'm not trying to be mean, but stop acting like everyone's going to participate in your in your fantasy you're a man with tits okay or you're a woman with facial hair uh Baldur's gate three by the way has things called hirelings where if you don't want to do the story and get story party members but you still want people in your party for fighting or whatever one of the hirelings is called eldra and it is it is a trans man i guess it's a nice. bearded it's a bearded woman but it's a dwarf, and I guess dwarf women are bearded, so that's normal or something. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah dwarf women have beards. D and D lore. Dwarf the, um, women have beards. I kind of yeah. get like these people, like men that transition to women, and they're still men in Ukraine. They're still getting drafted because when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> yo, yeah. you're a man, a man, you're that's, a man. It, that, that's the U.S. policy too. And so U.S. policy is like, bro, if I, you're a dude, you're a dude. I don't want to see these people get shocked out of it so bad that I'd advocate for a draft or something like that. But I, I hope that we can help them without having to show them the horror of of what it means to be a man. Yeah. No, so hold on. Someone in the chat said they're not tits. It's a bag of silicone in the chest. No, they take hormones and grow breasts. Yeah. But now they're just dudes with tits. I Like, listen, I'm sorry. If you're offended by that, I got nothing for you because that's it. That's fact. I'm not insulting you, okay? An insult would be using a word to intentionally piss you off, but describing you as you are, if that's offensive to you, well, all I gotta say is go fuck yourself. That's too bad. That's too bad. I, I mean, just- I don't, I don't like being called sis, but these fuckers still call me it. Yeah. Excuse my language, but- like, that bothers slurry, What the hell yeah. does sis mean? Like, Look, they're gonna say, oh, you're transphobic, blah, blah, blah. I got no beef. If you're out and you're trans and doing whatever, I'll call you whatever you want. I don't care, dude. If you're if you're if you want to be called clown self, I don't care, dude. I mean, the, the, the neo pronouns are too far for me because I'm just like I'm not gonna memorize that for you. But if like someone's trans and they say it's she/her, I'll be like, you got it, whatever. I don't care. But for to get mad that a yeah. waiter yeah. is like, here you are, sir. That's it. Well, and the explanation is 
well, it means all of this isn't working. Like maybe that's a sign this is not working and you should go back to the drawing board and consider the fact that the identity that you're trying to assume is more complicated than just throwing on a lot of eyeliner and wearing a dress, right? Like I think the worst part of this is the idea that you could just buy enough products and you could pay for enough surgery and really become something that you are not. I think it's disgusting to not honor the fact that men and women are different. They have traits that are great and you can't just say, well, because I started wearing bows in my hair, I'm now female and everyone can believe them. I've tricked you all. Like, obviously well, don't not. Don't make a two minute social media video about it and, you know, pretend like it's really harmful yeah. to your feelings because if it was, you wouldn't associate it with you. Well, take, take a look at this, right? So the, the basic story is that the students are protesting because the school wants to put dudes in the girls room. And and students are protesting. Fuck yeah. Here's a video of it. Is there a sound? Yeah, we got sound. <laughs> to restore girls only and boys only lockers, showers, and bathrooms, overturn policy 8040. And they're, uh, you know, singing the national, national anthem there. Yeah. Girls only, boys only. Uh, yeah, people are people are getting fed up with the bullshit. I think Israel Palestine was a huge, it was, it was a nuclear bomb in the culture war. That's forcing people like Amy Schumer to repost campusreform.org, like right leaning college websites and stuff like this. Students are saying, "Dude, fuck off." You like? It, it, I, I'm sorry, man. It, it's just I'm, I'm at my wits end with this shit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll be nice. I'll be respectful, but it's the threats, the violence. It's the the extremism. There's that video of the trans women who take off their shirts and are screaming, I'll beat your ass. Remember that in New York? Yep. Fuck off, dude. You dude, get nothing from me. I've been thinking so little about the trans shit lately since stuff was popping off over there in the Middle East. And I hung out with a bunch of trans people, a few tra two trans people particularly over the weekend. It, they're fucking awesome. They're yeah. just humans. Like when you get them, people one-on-one, -on -one, they're all just people. Yeah. I sometimes be like, what's up, dudes? Yeah, man, I love you, man. And it wasn't like it was a, tra it was a guy who was a trans woman and I was like, I love you, man. He didn't give a fuck. She she didn't give a fuck. It was because I was <laughs> genuine. I really loved the per like so But did they look like a dude? Yeah, kinda. Like long haired dude, you know, like had the feminine energy. And then his his, okay, his um that's partner was the crazy. was a woman. And it's that, not to be like wait, 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 wait. It was a male transition to female dating a female transition to male. And to be honest, I don't even know if there was transitions. That's just straight with extra steps. Yeah, exactly. It, and it's like, who gives a fuck? First of all, I didn't know if there's even any transition or if it was just identification, but it was awesome. It was a great time. I think what's hard is like, you want to be compassionate to the people. You want to be respectful. You want to treat people with love. I get that. But even when we say, oh, you're a man who has feminine energy, like maybe, okay, but you are not actually inherently female right and to boil it down to just the way that we aesthetically dress or to tell teenagers if you feel uncomfortable in yourself maybe if you use a different locker room and compete against another like this just happened in vermont where uh the largest school the second largest school district in vermont codified their their practices they say they already have them on how they treat uh gender fluid or, or transgender identifying students right and you have to not tell their parents if they're using different pronouns or an alternative name because you want to secure their privacy they're allowed to compete on whichever sports team they like better and they can uh, use whichever locker room or bathroom they feel more comfortable with. And one of the things they're directed to do is to maximize the social exposure of the transgender identifying student, right? They're trying to say, you want students to be able to socialize like this and for all the other students to get used to the way this is. And I think that's not ultimately a long, good long-term investment, right? You want to treat the student who's going through this with intense compassion but to tell all the other teenagers yes you can just change genders and yes 
really there's nothing particularly uh, inherent about being male or female is wrong. To boil it down to just the aesthetics of you have long hair and you want to compete on the girls volleyball team is a disservice to the long-term mental health and well-being of the teenagers in school today. Yeah, you also have very little power in high school relative to like the, the teachers and shit. So if they're if they're setting a precedent where like, look, this kind of behavior gets you all this authority at our school. Mm-hmm. Like, you duh, get special you- treatment if you act this way. Yeah. I mean, that's all teenagers want is to feel like they are valued and to find their identity and to and a lot of times get attention because they're 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 discovering who they are. I don't think those things are inherently bad, but to then say you are special because you decided that this is your gender and perhaps you get out of school and perhaps you get special treatment and you can do whatever, like is that really solving the internal issues that teenager is struggling with? No, probably not. No, I think it starts at home or it starts where But you're with, not allowed like, to tell their parents. So how could anything actually if you think it's starts at home, shouldn't their parents know when they they show these signs? True. It just it seems like this system that is intended to keep people who are struggling permanently broken. So what's what is it that making the parents not know? Is it like something they it's, pass some a lot of schools have policies where it's they're saying policies. because they might have, you know, parents who are hostile to this at home, because you don't tell might, the parents. Because they might have a hostile parent, no parents can know. Yep. That's yes. the, that's yeah. ridiculous. Cuz truth is hostility now, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, this is all a facade. It's it's a manifestation of a fantasy and we would be better set and society would be better set in teaching these kids and again, it goes back to mental health, which is I mean, it's rooted in social media. It's rooted in so many different things. And it's just, uh, I'm I'm just fortunate enough to have, you know, you know, my wife and I have been married 20 years and it wasn't in God's plan for us to have kids. And, uh, but I'm, I'm probably the best damn uncle in the world. I do. And, uh, you know, I got, not to compete with you guys, but you know, I like to believe I am. And I'm thankful to have, you know, I had a, I had a niece that, um, transitioned into being a boy and then kind of balanced on it. And, uh, it was tough. It was tough for the family. And, um, you know, I was the only one in the family that was not necessarily accepting because I have my own convictions, but I didn't judge and I tried to support and it wasn't until just no doing of mine, but just the fact that I was a Trump supporter, right? It, it, it condemned me and I've have total isolation with my nephew or niece, you know, for the past six years and it it sucks. Well, look, that's awful. When someone's anorexic, do we affirm it? When you visit Arizona. Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. No, you got to help. When, them, no, when when someone's like, I want to medically alter my body because I'm unhappy. It's like, listen, OK, you need therapy to get over this, not medical alterations, because like mm-hmm. imagine someone who's skinny and they're like, I'm really fat. So we're like, well, better give them liposuction. It's like, well, their body fat is already seven percent. I mean, they're in, mm-hmm. they're they're really low. It's like, well, but they feel fat. So better start shaving off flesh. I mean, the things they do to these young girls to make these meat meat hoses, they call, uh, uh, they call them, what, what do they call it, neophallus? Yeah. They, it's it's Frankenstein. Uh, look, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and what they create looks nothing like a penis. No, it looks not. like a tube of baloney with hair on it. Oh, I am wow. not saying that to be intentionally shocking or insulting. I am making a fact it's statement. Fact, yeah. The neophallus looks like a tube of baloney with hair on it because it comes from the arm. Take some brave parents when your kid comes to you and says that they're a woman when they're a boy because they saw a lot of people telling them that you just got to 
educate them about fantasy, man. You got to be cool that it's okay to pretend to be something that you're not. That's totally fine, actually. And you might even be able to make a career out of it, but you're still you. And I think you should take them out of that environment. I think that's the step that, you know, is challenging. Not everyone can do it. But if it really is they're in school and they're, you know, maybe they're talking to a trusted teacher or guidance counselor and saying, you know, I'm feeling really anxious. I really don't know what I'm doing. Some things that are very normal for teenagers to experience. And the teacher starts to say, well, but have you th- considered this path? You know, it's it's very unnerving to me that the school would start to think we should keep you away from the parents and not recognize that they themselves are influencing students to pursue this when it's actually not in their best interest or probably not even what they're struggling with. It's not good to have gender identity become this catch-all for all of these mental health issues that teens legitimately may need to process and have it be the umbrella term like, oh, well, maybe you just, you don't know what your gender is. And so therefore, that's why you experience anxiety. It has nothing to do with anything else. It has nothing to do with the fact that you are low in zinc. It has nothing to do with the fact, you know, they don't know the students overall. They know them eight hours in class and that's a lot of time on the other hand it's not everything and they shouldn't push this idea that gender is the thing that is really disrupting society uh without consultation from their parents who know them better man i'm just thinking if a kid comes to you and they're like oh my arm my skin itches you're like cut it off like who the fuck would do that my skin itches maybe you were actually born to the wrong body like it just feels like people are getting tossed in the trash with that kind of like Acquiet, whatever you call and that, like dumb, be- like oh, well, that, that's what it, like it, it's so well, much they're, deeper. They're you already said for a lot of money. It's uh, that those surgeries don't, I, are not for free. I, I think it's really simple for the most part. Why is it that eighty plus percent of trans youth are female to male? Because they're being told the masculine role is the best role. Yeah, you want to be a girl boss. You want to be a CEO. Being a girl sucks. You're going to be held back. Nobody is going to lie to be promoted. You're going to be fighting constantly. Being a girl sucks. Being a girl sucks. Hey, want to be a boy? You well, make, of course, the answer is going to be yes. You yeah. make you made a good point in the in the early, in the show. Like you, you talked about, like how the human psyche was. You know, we're we we've only you know graduated to this position where we're being exposed to you know thousands of people. And you, you talked about how you know exposure <clears throat> to war can be shocking, right? The yeah. same thing applies when you talk about social Industrial media, warfare. right? These kids are being. I mean, we're human beings are we're tribal, right? That we've always been. It's 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 how we've evolved, and you know, you're taking like. You know, you and I born in 79, we had probably six, seven friends growing up. And now with the age of social media, kids, you know, not they're exposed to millions of people and they're having to filter through all of that criticism well, and everything like that. And it, it, it but that, they, they don't have a foundation. But th- my view right now is the current state of children is that parents are like, all right, son, I'm going to give you a ride to the adult bookstore and, and walk you in. Have a nice day. That's what parents are doing every day when they let their kids on the Internet. Yeah, it's Agreed. like dropping psycho bombs on them psychological bombs and that's why these kids are going insane yeah like parents for whatever reason went from you can't hang out with billy because billy's a little shithead to here's a cell phone go look at porn yeah crazy crazy so, fucking shit unpacks billy's mom on um yep only fans, only fans. <laughs> yep yeah no joke there's I mean, a that, that, that shout viral out to video, billy's, dude sorry to hear that uh Should there's a, a clip they're going viral from uh uh whatever podcast where sovereign bra is like I, w- I would not want to be with a woman who's doing these things. And they're like, why? And he's like, first, it's like, you know, if I have kids, that kid's going to have to grow up knowing his mom's doing porn and nudity and stuff online. And there are kids who get bullied because of this. Some kids have even killed themselves over this. And he was like, the other thing is like, I'm territorial and I don't want anyone to see that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it's our deal or whatever. But his point about the kids having to deal with that. Yeah. I do think there's something really, really funny here. When we're seeing more and more stories of women quitting their jobs to do OnlyFans, I'm like, this proves the lie of feminism. Now, hold on. Women should work if they want to work. 
Women should do whatever the fuck they want to do. Individualism all the way. Mm-hmm. But the lie that you could have it all, that women should, like, it, it went from being a choice to being mandatory. It used to be that some women could have jobs if you wanted to, to now you have to have dual income or else. Yep. And what are women choosing when given the opportunity? Not all women, but a lot of them are saying, I'd rather just get naked on camera. Women quitting their jobs as cops, quitting their jobs as nurses. I know Teachers. not all women want to get naked on camera, yeah. but a lot of them do. A lot of women would prefer to be naked on camera for men to look at and give money to yeah. than to be a doctor or a nurse. Yeah, that's what their idols like Kim Kardashian and them do anyways. Easy they're sacrificing their morals. For and them. to yeah, be right. fair, they're paying for... I don't think they're sacrificing their morals. Yeah, you're right. Because they don't... Their, mor- they're, their they're morals are that. Right? Their morals yeah, are backed exactly. up by that. They don't have it's, them. It's right. they, and, no, not even that. You could say just, that that's what they are. Their morals have been sacrificed on the altar okay. of lust. The they other thing is, they're instilled. making money off of this. They're also receiving yeah. emotional validation, which is ultimately yeah, one of the biggest motivations for everything women do, right? So they are making money... They don't have any value or values to tell them not to do this. And ultimately, even if they deny it and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm in control, they are not. They are emotionally dependent on their job, their job the same way a lot of women who are in uh, more, I would say, feeling careers are. They feel emotionally fulfilled or at least they think they do because they're being told, you know, you're beautiful. I come here every day and they think they have influence over these men who are mm-hmm. like obsessed with them. Ultimately, they are as caught in this trap as a lot of men who are addicted to pornography are. And it's well, sad. In that clip, there's the woman being, she, I think I retweeted it. She's like, men, you're, if you're mad about this, it's men who are paying me. Mm-hmm. It's men. She's like, I'm gonna make a million bucks this year because men are paying for it. And it's like, right. yep. So look, all I gotta say is, Listen, lady, if you want to be if you want to be the queen of the incels, okay, I'm in, I'm being intentionally derogatory on this one. If you want to be the, the the queen of the men who pay for porn, by all means, friggin' Samps. Then you're gonna find out that the ultra wealthy elite men are gonna be like, "You're nasty. I don't want to be with you." And they're gonna be like, "But I want to be with you." Like, here's what I will say: when people get shocked, when uh, the, the the video about the woman being like, "My man's got to pay two hundred bucks," and all these guys are like, "What the fuck? That's so fucked up." Let me tell you this. I have nothing but respect for women who go on camera and say, I will only date a man who makes a million dollars. And then everyone laughs and they're like, what are you fucking nuts? And then she's like, my man's got to make 500,000 a year. And everyone's like, good luck with that. I respect it completely. 100%. You know why? When you go to a guy and you say, how, how hot does a chick got to be for you to date? He's going to be like, oh, dude, I like him hot, man. Big tits, huge ass. They're going to tell you they want to date the hottest woman imaginable. Of course they're. Do you think a guy's going to be like, I'll take an ugly, frumpy chick. I'll, I'll, I'll date a lazy, fat chick with moles all over her face. Not going to say that. They're going to say, I want to, oh, me, I like girls that are like this. I like this. Women are going to say, I like guys who make a lot of money. Men are going to say, I like women who are very beautiful and, and have sexy bodies. Hip to waist ratio, symmetry. Yeah. I, so it's unreasonable to think a guy's going to be like, oh, yeah, I like nasty, ugly bitches with, with, with crust and mold <laughs> on their face. No, like what? And women are going to be like, I like guys who make a lot of money. A, a, a deal. Agreed. I get it. Men or, are the providers and women make babies. It's not absolute. They're not confined to these positions, but it's unsurprising that women are like, I like guys with money. And guys are like, I like women who are symmetrical. We talked about this on Sazcast uh, last week. Like, so what I, I wonder if we're veering towards like it used to be tribal, like the leaders of the tribe. What We actually talked about this on We Are Change as well uh, with Ryan Black. Um, that the leader of the tribe would fuck all the women and get them all pregnant and all the other dudes wouldn't get laid and they'd just send them to war and yep. get them killed off and then that's how we came from that and that's why we're so smart and great as people because we came from the greatest of the strongest of the yeah, biological yeah, chim- men. Chimps do that too. And are we veering back towards that with online dating? That one guy, one, 
What were you saying? Yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yep. And it's terrifying, but like maybe. But then that means that a bunch of dudes are going to get shipped off to go get the axe, and I don't like maybe the sound the of point. that. Maybe that's the point. What what kind of person wants to join the armed forces right now? Unfortunately, and I'm not I'm not saying they're all, I'm not saying that as you're a bad person for doing so. I'm saying what kind of person? Literal question. People who truly believe in the sacrifice and are willing to fight for this nation, but a lot of people who are not aware of what's going on with wokeness and the fucked up foreign wars we've been dealing with for decades. So. Or someone desperate. Or someone people, who feels that, like they that, have yeah. no other The option. good dudes I'm people seeing are, are trying quitting. to escape a, a caustic environment. But I think yeah, when they when they understand the details, I mean, it's a risk. I've met too many people who said they resigned their commissions. Yeah, that freaked me out. And I was like, dude, come on. Like these these are like, I'm not even talking about like diehard MAGA guys, like regular guys saying it's just getting too woke. I don't want to like, be involved anymore. Stu mm-hmm. Scheller, right? He's I a think perfect example. What, what, Stu Scheller was the uh, the Marine commander that criticized the the generals and got thrown in jail for right. it. Right. Right. Good buddy of mine. Great What's guy. his name? Stu. Stuart Scheller. Yeah, it was a Marine Corps uh, colonel. So they're going to load up all the cannon fodder. And they're going to send them off to war. It's fucking wicked. We got to find a better way. I think if we can help these people evolve, but I mean, this is comes, it comes back full circle to this thing. What is this? So these schools are setting policies. So these little kids are getting fucked up. We need to help them when they're young. What's, is it like, do we run for school board? Go to your school board council yes. and be like, don't fucking hide shit from parents. Also be open about your values. I mean, yes. run for office, but then talk openly amongst your friend's family saying like, I don't agree with this. Wear don't. Trump shirts everywhere. Sure. Absolutely. Or just say like, I am not comfortable with this. You're also not comfortable. We're, we're 10 parents in a room and we don't want this. And this is not something. Cause I think one of the downsides is that so many people stayed quiet for so long thinking that they would just be like, oh, I'm going along to get along. I don't want to upset my neighbors. And your neighbors are also upset. So say something. It's worse when you stop saying, like pretending like this is real. And that's what I also think is one of the issues with dating, right? Like we could say women are like, you know, I want the most high earning man in the room and he makes a lot of money and that's great. And it, she's asking for security. And men are saying, I want the most beautiful woman in the room. And he's actually asking for fertility and that's great. Yeah. But you know, What's his name? Soros is a billionaire, the young George? bachelor. No, his no. son. Yeah. Billy Soros? Yeah. And uh, I I don't think, I don't know what his name I'll is. Look it up. But like, <laughs> I have known people who have dated him, right? And mm. so there are just. Alexander? Which, yes, Alex, Alex Soros. And so, like, the thing is, do you actually want money so badly you're willing to compromise your values? Yes. Right? Well, and also well, so, someone might be, but I think there has to be other things going on. There's, there's that viral meme where this dude's like, I was in school. And they were talking about, you know, like money or whatever. And then this chick goes, come on, ladies, what do you what are you in love with your man or his money? And then all the girls like looked at each other and they were in silent because it's like the money. But uh, let's go. Let's, let's, let's ask callers. We'll, we'll bring the callers in and see what they have to say. And we'll talk about it more. Indeed. Let us do just so. Uh, Big Joe, the electrician. How are you? Uh, it looks like you're in your Xbox. Is that that'll do. Yes, I am. Wow. Cool. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Shout out yeah, it works for all on here. Yeah, seems like it. Coming through loud and clear, yep. man. Yeah, um, my question was for Mr. Rajewski. Um, I did vote for you. You are you would have represented me had you have won. Um, my question for you is, as a veteran who is misrepresented as of their, who was accused of misrepresenting their service status in August of 2022, um, would you like to clarify what the what the issue was there? I, if I remember correctly, you it you they accused you of being. You saying you you were deployed to Afghanistan, but mm-hmm. you were like in the region or something. So what was the issue there? I'd just like to give that to you. Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty deep story. So um, in August or September twenty second of last cycle, 
the Democratic Party launched a pretty nasty hit piece accusing me of not serving in Afghanistan because I didn't have the Global War on Terrorism Medal. And uh, the reason I didn't have that is because George Bush approved it three months after I'd already left the service. And after the election, Matt Gates and a few other good members of Congress uh, conducted a special investigation and found that my records, as well as the records of 12 other uh, Air Force veterans, were um, sent directly to the mainstream media in an attempt to smear them because they were a Republican. And um, just about four weeks ago, uh, after working with the Air Force for about 11 and a half months, they awarded me that that medal. So um, what it really boils down to is it was a, uh, a well- uh, thought out plan by the Democratic Party. They had my records illegally in July of last year, but they waited until the week that military ballots came out in Ohio uh, to release the story. And, you know, as a grassroots candidate, somebody that was running with without the help of the big time consultants because I didn't trust them. And the ones that I did had were loyal to Kevin McCarthy, unbeknownst to me. And uh, I just couldn't I couldn't overcome the smear of the mainstream media. But you know, uh, Chank Weger, all those guys, Hassan, they, they all went after me, man. It was, it Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. It was, it was nasty. What was it like uh, talking to your constituents at the time? Did you feel like they really turned or do you think they had your back being like, we believe um, you? Because it I, sounds like it was sort of outside forces trying to control it. It absolutely was. Um, Am I able to butt in here real quick? Yeah, oh, yeah. go ahead. So uh, so my father and my mother, uh, when I had seen that, because like what happened is that came up really quickly. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, it was like, oh, he's misrepresenting himself. And then there was only like a little clip of you. And it was like, oh, it's like, yes, I was in the area. I can't remember what all the quote was, because I think it was it was an ABC affiliate that was in the area. Um, and there was only like a short snippet of you saying something and it, it came off. Or it just didn't it seemed like they you could just said oh well i did serve in the area and they kind of clip cut it off so oh, yeah. i wasn't sure what it, that happened with that so so they goaded yeah, me uh, that was a thing and they they took it they they kind of goaded me into into certain things that was that- the thing that happened and that's how what came up but the, like real quick i just want to continue i want to give it back to you sure. but, but my parents especially they brought that up to me because they knew that i kind of was wanted to vote for you um but the thing was, is that like they brought that up and I was like that I, I can't really I can't say to what I, that was my thing is I said, I can't say what to why he was or what he said. I don't know what about that. I mean, diesel was 60 or six dollars at one point. I mean, that's something that I'm more concerned about right. and whatever his services or service history is. I mean, it doesn't really affect me. What about the prices of all this stuff that's going on? I mean, why is everything getting so much expensive? Let's start asking the real questions here. But let me give it back to you so you can. Finish. Well, so they 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 claimed you weren't in Afghanistan specifically, or what? Correct. So and, they and they you were in Afghanistan. Yeah. So I deployed to the Middle East in early uh, 2002 when you know Air Force members were getting orders to Central Command, which was in. K- Cutter, Qatar, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And um, they weren't cutting orders to Bagram or Kandahar because those bases were being built. Right. And my job was to fly sorties in and out of you know, Central Command and help build these bases, right? I was a, I was in a mobility group and uh, flew all over the, the AOR, the area of responsibility. And the Air Force, in their interaction with the Associated Press, said, clearly, J.R. Majewski had orders to Cutter. My DD-214 that they, that they got illegally didn't even say that I was in the Middle East. Totally silent on it. My, my records were poorly administered. I got out of the service when we were in the heat of Operation Enduring Freedom going into Iraqi freedom. So, you know, it, I, I can blame it on a, a million things. But the fact of the matter is my congresswoman 
has built a career on supposedly supporting veterans. I publicly asked her to help me because as a member of Congress, she could have had a direct route to the Air Force. Didn't didn't help me. Uh, I didn't find out until after the election by force of Matt Gates and Anna Paulina Luna and a few others forcing the uh, secretary of the Air Force and some of the generals to testify in front of Congress that my records were illegally obtained. And wow. they they accused me of some you know pretty nasty things. And, you know, again, they slow walked me into getting the review for the Global War on Terrorism medal and they ignored the AP. So they said I wasn't a combat veteran, and I and I am. I'm not a combat action veteran, right? I didn't kick down doors or shoot people, but by definition, a combat veteran is somebody that deployed to a combat theater and receives hostile fire imminent danger pay. I provided the AP with six months of my pay stubs. Wow. I got the Air Force, and I gave it to them. They ignored it. Totally ignored <laughs> they it. lied. You yeah. mean they lied? They, they, they were on a mission to hit me. And I was a huge threat to them. I mean, I was going to unseat the chairwoman of the Ukrainian caucus, the 40 wow. year standing longest standing member of Congress in both houses. So wow. they, they, they were out to get me and, and uh, chicken shit McCarthy stabbed me in the back. What That's a crazy. fucking cunt. Yeah. This I'm glad he's thank gone. Thank God for Matt Gates. I know Matt Gates, man. Wow. And Anna Paulina Luna. Absolutely. She's Absolutely. I She's hope the that first one that contacted me. I hope we win, and then we have great history books written about, uh, you know, the the work Matt Gates did in purging these fucking pieces of yeah, shit. I kind of want to clip what you just said and put it on YouTube. Yeah, caller, uh, Big Joe, you cool? If we, I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if we clipped your what? you and put it on YouTube, yeah, well, go let's, ahead let's, and do let's, it. Let's, let's um, put it on Twitter. Let's put yeah. it on X. Let's fire it off. Yeah, speaking of Twitter and X, so let's uh, let's clip that. So, yeah. I don't know anybody anybody who's watching it, take that clip and post it as far it's far and wide. Right, right now, right now, I'm running against. Uh, uh, there's two Republicans in the race. One is the guy that I spanked last year, the House rep. McCarthy's already gotten into my race, and he's raised this guy $750,000, okay? And I just got back into the race three weeks ago. Last cycle, when I was knocking on doors, my dad died of a heart attack. He died because of the COVID shot, okay? This cycle, when I first got in the race, my mother went in for a checkup, found out she had block major blockage in her heart so i had to drop out of the race because she had to have a triple yeah. bypass open heart surgery so i've got back into the race mccarthy's meddling in it already already raised this guy seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. this guy is a total country club do what they say conservative i know he sold his soul to get mccarthy to support him and the people in my district obviously you know they like me i i worked really really hard last cycle and it's all for naught because like right now you know i have trouble finding fundraisers republican fundraisers are scared of mccarthy you know, so I'm going to I'm going to have to reinvent how you know, I raise money and I'll, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it. Donations yeah. on the website. Yeah. Yeah. What's the website? JRFOROhio.com. Right on. Well, Big Joe, anything else to add? Yeah, there was uh, one other thing. Um, Ian, you had a quote one time that you said, uh, what is it? If you're in the woods and there's a bear in front of you, do you have free speech? The answer to that question would be, yes, you do have free speech, but that's not wise. Um, also, Ian, you do have, you do roll more 20s than you, people give you credit for. Um, sometimes you do come off, okay. uh, you try and do, be very semantic about it, but you had a quote, or you had some, said something on Twitter. You said, speak, uh, speak directly to people instead of about them. Uh, train yourself to be behave that, or, yeah. Shit. I know what you're I talking about. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Um. That's the thing. Is like you. You're very. You try and get to semantics, but it's like I understand that sometimes that people use they use words that don't mean what they mean. But we know that the thing is, is you got to know when to use scissors on your hair, use a 
a trimmer and not to use a shotgun on your hair to cut your hair off. So yeah. don't be yeah, very broad salty. when you don't have to be. Right. Be very Joe. narrow when you don't need to be. Don't fight a crocodile underwater. I think say his th- name was Joe. Joe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, big oh. Joe, the electrician. I think the quote you're talking about in the woods is like when you're in the woods, if you're naked in the woods with a bear, you're still free technically, but like that's not the kind of freedom I, I want necessarily well, you are free. well no no that, like we were, maybe that was when we were discussing freedom i don't know if you could pull up the quote because i don't believe well, that was the quote what you said i i can't remember when you said it because this is a while back this is like 2021 you had said this a long time anyway but the thing is is that to uh, the, your direct quote was i think because you asked him a question it was if you're in front of a bear in the woods do you have free speech the answer to my answer would, to that would be yes you do have free speech no it's not wise to start speaking in front of a bear Actually, you're supposed to. Really loud. Well, yeah, that's, get, well, yeah, you're no, no, you're, you're supposed to hold your hands up, hey, and you're supposed to calmly say, yeah, hey, hey bear. bear, and walk oh, backwards. hey, bear. Yep. Hey, hey. hey before we let Joe, Joe, before you go, man, send me a message on Twitter, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll come meet you, and I'll come talk to your parents, and I'll set the record straight, dude. Uh, I don't... Mm. Well, I'll... You know, it's the offers there. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, send me a message, right, man. I'd, I'd love to. Thanks, dude. Thanks for calling in, Big underscore Joe 762 on Twitter. All right. Right on. Thanks for calling in. See you Cheers, Joe. Later. Appreciate it, man. Fucking Joe exciting the wisdom within me. All right. Next up, we got Eliza Biddy 213 How are you, Eliza? You're with us and on the air. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all you do. Thank what you. up? Um, so, yeah, my question was uh, for Tim. Uh, do you think there is a secret agenda to allow the mental illness to get so out of hand that they can justify forcing anyone they deem necessary to like lock away in a sanitarium asylum. And by extension, they could say anyone who is a MAG or Patriot needs to be re-educated as Hillary Clinton said. I don't. Because they have a mental illness, they could be locked away. I don't because they got rid of the asylums and you can currently 5150 people, they're still due process, but before anything like that happens, there would need to be advocacy for returning asylums, which the Democrats aren't doing. So I see what you're saying, though, because I, I, people have, have talked about this with Hillary Clinton saying they need, they need to re-educate the Trump supporters. I don't think there's a secret plan for it, though. I think they're spiraling out of control and they're panicked. And Hillary Clinton is a fucking idiot. Gosh, I hope so, because I'm in <laughs> New York and, and they were trying to push a bill in 2021 during the pandemic, the assembly bill, the A416. Yeah, to put people who are sick away. Mm-hmm. And and what if they deem like people that are Trump supporters or patriots are quote unquote mentally ill or a danger to society because of their mental illness? They like could. They, we have another pandemic and they try to bring it back again. It's not even about a pandemic. It's possible. I just don't see it as being an effective play right now for Democrats and for fe- the federal government. The effective play is more so that you're an extremist to be investigated, not to 5150. So I'd be worried more about that. Like if you're going to complain at school, they're going to call you a terrorist and then investigate you. You know, I do think that there are foreign agents that are attempting to make us and our civilianry crazy. And then if yes. our own government starts to try and stomp on TikTok. it like a bunch of ants, you know, that's. Yeah. So there, there was interesting data out of Axios. At the start of the Israel-Palestine uh, conflict, this time around, this specific one, October, there were something like 10 times as many Palestine posts, but only 10% of the views. Mm. Then a week, then in the next week, it inverted. 10 times the views, 10 times the, the posts, which indicates, in my opinion, that TikTok altered the algorithm to amplify the pro-Palestine voices. Mm. 
TikTok mm. is manipulating kids to destabilize the United States. Which makes sense because it's yep. controlled by China. Yep. Bite dance. Don't you think the 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 the, the, the sad part about TikTok is our American government is is you know they they've gone after the free market now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, I'm not defending. <clears throat> TikTok here, but you know, if Samsung and, and Apple didn't offer that backdoor for that app to steal our information, I mean, really, the the you know, when you come to an engineering issue, right, the the defense mechanism is always an engineered object, right, and and the software, you could say, you could argue it's engineered, but realistically, it's the framework of those phones that offers that door for them to manipulate consumers, and you know, until the American government starts getting to the root cause of the problem, which is these damn, you know, mass producers of cell phones from China, then we're, we're not going to, we're going to have TikToks that are going to uh, come up subvertly, covertly, and, 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 and do the same thing. They're just not going to be talked about. Thank God we've identified TikTok, but what else is there? It's a good point. Yeah. I, I think about with TikTok kind of lighting it up and saying, if you want to run a foreign social network in our country, you need to free the software code so we can look at the algorithms. Yeah. When we when we had that wave of TikTok bans, there were states that identified other companies that are operating software mm-hmm. in the US. It's just that TikTok is the most widely known and probably the most predominant in my understanding of it. But um, the iPhone, like Apple and Samsung, they could they could create a mechanism to to block that and they're not doing it. Because they make all their products in China, Absolutely. so they need the sympathy of the Chinese government. Absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it uh, and Neil said. Thank you so much, um, you guys. Um, by the way, if I may, I just want to shout out the Discord. Uh, we have a we have a lot of great shows, and there's a show every night that's new. It's called Tin Foil Cast in honor of you guys, and <laughs> nice it's basically here. a conspiracy theory, non political government, fun late night discussion every Sunday, one a.m. Joey Canoli, Andrina, and myself. Hope you guys come wear your tin foil hats. We're amazing. You're that's so, cool. That's so, Saturday night slash Sunday morning at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Yes, exactly oh. right. Uh, Sunday 1 a.m. Correct Eastern Standard Time. So, aka Saturday night. Gamer Maids is now live. Mm-hmm. Gamer Maids is what I said. I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, Gamer Maids, and <laughs> uh, it's the gaming show that we've we've launched. We've been planning for a long time, and it's basically just a hangout. It's it's like we're like, hey, we got video games. Let's just hang out, play video games. So the crew plays video games. What time is it? It's like, uh, was it? I think it's four, they go live at five, 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 five. five. Yeah, I think it's five to seven. And uh, that's on the on TimCast.com and Gamer Maids. That's M-A-I-D-S. But I bring this up because Shane Cashman's show, uh, the Inverted World Live, I think we're calling it, I'm not sure, uh, is going to be like live podcast format, conspiracy, uh, cryptids, aliens kind of conversation, UFO stuff. Uh, and that's with Shane. So that should be launching somewhat soon. We've actually finally got the building done for it. And the goal there is going to be every time you super chat, it'll play like a, a, a low thunder crack or li- lightning crack or thunder. And then once a certain number of super chats come in, the lights will dim and it will create a thunderstorm during the show. Hmm. So it'll be like a low thunderstorm happening as you're talking about ghost stories and alien abductions. Some, some ambiance. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll see if we can make it work. But yeah, anyway, thanks for calling in. Yes, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Gamer maids. <laughs> I, I yeah, I heard I heard gamer maids. I don't know anything else. I don't know what you're saying. There. What are you saying? Gamer maids? Yeah, yeah. gamer what else, what maids. Gay mermaids. I can't I'm pretty hear sure. Wrong. I, I don't hear. I don't understand. Pretty sure all I hear is gamer, gamer maids, guys. Oh, I heard gamer maids. Gamer. I don't know you're talking maids. about. Lynch mob. You oh, are. Did you watch us. the South Park? 
No, not yet. I saw they a clip. just they keep making fun of Cartman because they're like he's just trying to get out of school to go play Baldur's Gate three. Oh, yes, <laughs> I don't blame him. Who's that? Uh, Lynch Rob. I think you might hold up. I think the audio is not coming through my headphones or something. Or, no, or you're no. real quiet if you're talking. Yeah, it's coming. From uh, I was waiting for Serge to finish there. Oh, there, <laughs> there you go. go. You with us? What's going on, Zimcast? Yo, hey, how are you? Hey, man. Hey, it's good to have you back in. Fuck uh, yeah, I love dude. you, man. I don't care what Tim says about you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love you. Thanks. Uh, um, we were, when, the whole time Ian was gone, food. we were partying. We didn't even do the show like normal. It was just booze and pizza. I saw. And then Ian comes back. We got to act like everything's normal again. Did you read any of my super chats? I did, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> What's happening? What's going on, uh, Lunchbox? I had a question for JR, but I mean, I'd like to hear everybody's opinion. Uh, I'll, what, do, what do you guys think the single biggest factor keeping from the u.s from embracing nuclear like uh despite it Comments. being like the obvious answer to clean energy uh and we've gotten rid of like all our coal plants and shit so it's it's absolutely I mean, it, it's absolutely is, money is it like a partisan thing is it just just the fact that it takes oh, so long look, to build and then you, the second part of that would be if we could have bipartisanship on nuclear like how long of a time frame do you think it is to like expect to have one built online it's it's and, it's, uh, it's a component of the wedge issues for democrats ngos make millions they will not allow the issue to die that, that that's it these nonprofits that exist on the on the nuclear scare which we call it the green scare mm -hmm. is there a green scare can we call yeah, it the red scare the except thing. it's the green scare. again and it's green yeah i mean i think wh what i would say to this question and i don't think it's dissimilar or it's not uh, not coordinated with what you said which is i think ultimately for generations, uh, increasing environmental act activism has made people afraid of words like nuclear energy. And so we're fighting this this um, idea, that, you know, there are only certain things we can do and th these are the things that will happen and they're immediate. I mean, the, the one of the number one reasons millennials say that they're not having children is because they're afraid of impact negatively impacting the environment. That's a very intense result of years of environmental i want to say propaganda i know other people mm -hmm. would call it just advocacy and so there's probably no money in it because anyone who is like yes i want to spend money on nuclear knows it's a it's not going to win them customers win them support but also it's a way to keep money out of it because you continue to tell people no nuclear is a terrible option and we must continue you know decimating land to plant tons and tons of reflective <laughs> solar whatever they're called i mean i think ultimately at the core it's that the american people have been trained to be afraid of nuclear energy uh, and i'm sure there's a reason to have concerns i'm not saying you should just go in and be like everything's fine you know be question the things that are presented to you but i think more than anything it's just green fear-mongering yeah and and, and it, that that all is symptomatic of the fact that the obama administration has crippled crippled the nuclear power industry you know, during his presidency and he went to you know subsidizing clean energy or green energy excuse me and and that's all it's all about money at the end of the day um the nuclear power industry has always been apolitical they didn't necessarily have very many lobbyists you had the coal natural gas they all had a huge you know swarm of lobbyists that were you know pushing you know their their form of fuel and nuclear didn't because again they were in a regulated market and they're critically they're they're tied to critical infrastructure which you know the government relies on them and they're always going to have a place is, is was the assumption and you know the democratic party looked to undermine that and they were looking for a group of lobbyists that were going to 
pay their way. And that's exactly what happened with green energy. I mean, there's a reason why Siemens gave the United States so many free wind turbines because they were signing long-term maintenance agreements with mm -hmm. these things. These things are, the uh, yeah, the preventative maintenance on these things is astronomical, the astronomical. Yep. And right now they're tricking farmers I and mean, it's happening all over Ohio. They're tricking farmers into creating these uh, solar panel farms, replacing their crops. Right. And, and it's oh, all, it's all short term. Yeah, they're yeah, getting a, yeah ton of money up front but what they don't understand is they live with the life cycle of those solar panels yep. panels the manufacturers the, the the big businesses that are coming in they're selling them these dreams they are writing contracts with absolutely no accountability on the back end and the the other question with building a nuclear power plant i mean the last one that was built was just that one in georgia and it took them seven eight years and they were five or six billion dollars over budget that's always going to happen right now the nuclear power industry is so hyper regulated i mean i'll give you an example the number one overhead cost for every nuclear power plant in the United States is security. Absolutely bar none. 60% of their overhead is security officers. They're all over the place. Number two, in the nuclear power industry, if you were to, let's say, have a worker on site and he stubs his toe, okay? If that person stubs their toe, they stop all work on site and they have what's called a stand down. This happens. It's, it's, in, it's ingrained in the industry to do this. Every power plant does it. And they find a way to, you know, work through the problem. Well, you know, Ian, you shouldn't have stubbed your toe because if you would have been paying attention to this sign or that sign, or if you would have been following this, they find a way to, to, to cast the blame on the employee, keep the, and it's all because there's a regulatory compliance body to that. They're all, you know, everything. If you get aspirin at a power plant, it's called a, it's an OSHA recordable. And that OSHA recordable has to be reported to the NRC. And then the NRC looks at that and they report it to the insurance company. And the nuclear power industry is all insured by a group called Neil. And it, it's all trickled down all back to, it all goes back to money at the end of the day. Is, is it because <clears throat> the nuclear power plants produce so much electricity that you, it's just super cheap? Um, it, it, it absolutely is cheap when you, you know, consider, a you know, the, the, the cost to produce and the, and the megawatt output. But the problem is, is that you have the green energy, uh, groups that undercut the market. An example, when nuclear power sells a megawatt to the grid, they're responsible for that megawatt. So if the plant shuts down, they still have to produce that megawatt. How do they do that? They buy it from another company and sell it in place. If they don't, they're penalized. The green energy groups, they don't have the same compliance laws. So they can come in, bid to sell a megawatt for a penny. A power plant, a nuclear plant can't go below, let's say 60 cents, hypothetically. I don't know what the number is, but if they go below that, they're losing money. And they don't have a subsidy to fall back on. And it allows these green energy groups to come in, undercut the market. If the plant goes down, they don't care because you know why? Nuclear power plant's going to come in and buy that megawatt hour from them. So these nuclear plants aren't buying you know, in, in the free market as much as they used to because they can't compete. They're waiting for the scraps. But at the end of the day, they're what, they provide baseload power. So without them, the grid's not powered. It's a crazy dynamic that's all onset by hyper-regulation. And it's it's so ridiculously complex and stupid. Like, it, it hurts your mind just to figure it out. And if we could just fix some small things, nuclear power would be 100% the future. That in combination with natural gas. Yeah. I was going to ask what small things. Is that we a gotta, long conversation? It's we have way too long. We only yeah. have a few minutes. We'll, we'll, we we go on and on, dude. I would love to have you on a Twitter space yeah. at some point. Absolutely. Go deep. Uh, Lynch Mob, I uh, hope that's uh, all you had to say there, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I think J.R. Nelda is like 
Cui Bono. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to shout out the uh, the uh, Discord, of course. Uh, we got Cast Brew and Commute in the Midday oh. Rush. One more time, give it from the top. Who are you shouting out? Say it again, you just cut out. Cast Brew and Commute in the Mornings. Midday Rush. Then we got the Before IRL. Uh, we also like the weekend kickoff they mentioned earlier. It's kind of like a coast to coast with Joey Canoli. Uh, and tonight we got the uh, Uncensored After Show with uh, Mr. Ford, the line himself, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. Right on. The one and, only. and we're looking for guests on there, too. I'm looking right at you, Serge. That's cool that you're having Raymond on. I mean, I crushed him at poker on Friday, Ooh, but you know, it's what The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> Ian claims he's going he's gonna to beat us all at poker on Friday. Yo, shout out to Joey Cannoli, uh, slam dunking, by the way, at least on his way to the top. Yeah. All right, Rhino, man. Uh, thanks for calling in. One day. One day. I'll be on the Discord. One day. I don't know. Well, we'll I'll think about it. I'm still going <laughs> to. I'll run it past my people. We'll see what they say. Yeah. Anyways, cheers, man. Uh, we got Maximus. Raymond's actually one of the better poker players here, guys. Nice. It's yeah. true. Yeah. He oh, is. I'm excited. Yeah, he was he was destroying everybody. I'm bringing heat. Are you a poker player? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I understand the game. I played it, dabbled it, but you don't want to get crushed by Tim. I, I wouldn't pretend that I could win, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. Win. Just fold a lot. That's what I told Luke. He's like, I don't really know how to play. I was like, just fold a lot. Fold if it's not good. It's and an, he it, won. He did really well. It's a game. And for, I took all his money. It's a game for intellectuals who know how to control their emotions. Patience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a top pro or anything. It's just, but like on average, keeping cool and and waiting and being patient is just not that difficult. Yeah, me either. I mean, I've always been decent at. It. I've just never. Yeah, you just never take your time. Take your time I and can play some billiards, though. The thing about poker that that'll get you is if if you want to win. So, skateboarding two different worlds for me. Skateboarding and poker. Skateboarding is I have to try my hardest to to win, whereas I would say like skateboarding is doing martial arts where you're, you're practicing your strike over and over again and trying to master the technique. And poker is where you're sitting there with your fingers up meditating and then you snatch the fly as soon as you, yeah. you get the opportunity. So they're just totally different. But anyway, we gotta, gotta, get, to, gotta get the last Maximus, part. yeah, you're with us. Maximus. Uh, what's up? What's going on? Oh, I didn't want to interrupt your uh, talk about poker, Tim. I always love listening <laughs> to that. You did the right thing. The poker, I posted on Instagram. Look at the table. <laughs> the poker with the boys table is here. It is, it is. fucking amazing. That's a cool table, too. It's a sweet table. <laughs> Even I can remember that. So my question's kind of for, for the guest, but, you know, I want to open it up to the panel on the back end of the question. Um, yeah, I, I'm in the plumbing industry, and I'm up in uh, in Ohio. And one of the things that we have to deal with with the state EPA is if you want if you have own a small lot out in the country, you are pretty much stuck with two options that are both EPA regulated. And I understand the importance of the EPA as far as regulating the water needing to be clean mm -hmm. because I have seen you know, sewage systems go straight into a creek and that's it. No tank, no filtration system at all. It needs to exist, but I don't think that they should be regulating that we have to have X system to have clean water. I just think that they need to regulate. We have clean water. So how do we change that, not just with the EPA, but with any regulatory institution to allow capitalism to solve issues, but just make sure that the issues are being solved correctly. I think it all boils down to, you know, what Congress is, is made up of and what they consist of today and, and the fact that they've delegated so many so much of their power. You know, one thing that I've talked about over the past few months is, you know, we could 
essentially eradicate the EPA and all of these other three-letter bureaucracies if we're willing to follow the Federalist Papers, like Federalist 44 says that Congress and the representatives should grow commensurate with the population. And right now we haven't grown the House of Representatives in a number of years. And if we were to do that, you know, you may add 400 members of of the House, but you can effectively, just with the EPA, eliminate 15,000 employees and pull that regulatory governance back to the uh, to people and, you know, the elected people. And you could get people like me that have actually worked in the industry, people like yourself that that understand some of the challenges. I mean, that's what the founders wanted. They wanted us to go, right, and, and provide for our families, engage in the community, build a career, go to D.C., share that knowledge, and then come back and, and live out the rest of your life. So right now we don't have that. We have oligarchs that are dominating, you know, through through campaign funding and, and special interests. But that that's how we do it. I mean, it, it's going back to the fundamentals. And right now, too much power is delegated. Right. It's a, it's a little ridiculous that you need permitting in order to repair a system that is just barely not working. Yeah. Or to build a garage, right? You shouldn't have to ask the government for permission to build a garage in your land. But yeah, you have to eat your HOA, yeah. your federal HOA. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. But we've delegated the power, and mm-hmm. it's it's, it's Congress. Absolutely, yep. is Congress. This is what's jamming us up with all of the stuff we've been working on. It's been like a year trying to get Freedomistan up and running. We've been talking about it. Luke's been in and out twice already. And it's all permits, it's all regulation. And it's like, we get one permit and then later they're like, oh, actually this permit only covers this floor. We got, if we want to do that, it's a different permit. Now going to get another permit. Holy shit. Crazy. Yeah. There should be standards. Yeah. It's just, I don't think they should be able to determine how you get to those standards. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's True. that's part of capitalism, right? It's part of innovation. Yeah, maybe they could determine how you can't get to those standards as the government's job is really just to say what you can't, what can't be infringed. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense. But they, I, I could understand them setting like these things are off limits. Find a way. But the, 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 the path or the point of demarcation should be, are you infringing on somebody else's rights? And to his point, if it's my property... If the groundwater is not leaching in and, and, and poisoning my neighbors, so long as I'm creating and, and, and giving the outcome, which is clean water, it, it shouldn't matter. If I tell you to meet me here at six o'clock, I don't care what road you take to get there as long as you're there by six. Mm-hmm. That should be the, I mean, that's the fundamental responsibility of the government, but it doesn't pay. Shout out to Raymond G who also points out the permits are coming. The timeline is real these days. That's what he said. He's correct. He's right, Everything, yeah. the snowball's rolling down the hill and it's like, it's starting to speed up. So fair point. We'll get there, y'all. Thanks, right well, Maximus, thanks. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add? Just, you know, everybody should be uh, definitely looking at the Discord. I, I just recently helped someone who was uh, let go from their position get a new job with me uh, wow. being a plumber. So, you know, the networking is working. That's awesome. We, That's uh, so cool. we had a meeting on the card game we're working on. Uh, I got I got to fill you in on the okay. secret secret details, secret mm. sauce. But we got a really, really clever thing we're working on. It's going to be fun. The game is called Debate Me. Uh, mm-hmm. well, uh, well, we'll, have more, we'll have more on that in a bit, but uh, Max, thanks for calling in. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, friend. Thanks, man. JR, thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. Oh, man. It's been awesome, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We'd Thank love you. to have you back sometime. And for everybody who's a member, of course, join the Discord and make sure you're hanging out with everybody because it's community building. And that's what it's all about. Uh, making sure that we reinforce our values and find like-minded individuals. I talked about this in a segment today. The, this uh, woman got fired from her modeling agency for for uh, for comparing Israel to Nazis. And I'm like, the point is the left knows that if they get canceled, they'll find support within their activist communities. Mm-hmm. We need that. 
So this is what we could what we have here in the makings with the Timcast Discord, the anti public, the anti Times Square, the public square. The point being, you should know that if you say I'm going to I'm going to call out what they're doing at my kid's school or whatever or my or my job and they fire you, you know that you got 10,000 people right behind you who are like, we're not going to let you fall. If you do this, we're all going to take you. We're all going to get each other's back. So that's the plan, man. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all tomorrow. See you.